I'm Tyler Chipake Dennering. I'm Conry Ralph Chuck and Hurley Hansen. And this is the podcast. <laughs> oh, the been... podcast! <laughs> this is the only one in existence. <laughs> Slipped out of my mouth. That's the secret that we've been holding this whole time. We are the podcast. Uh, you know, I haven't recorded in two weeks, and this is what happens. Um, Delete all the other ones in your feed. This should be the only one. This is the only episode we have. I'm going <laughs> to proceed. By the time you look back at your phone, computer, uh, Apple Watch... We put a virus in this episode. It's going to delete all of their content. Ooh, a virus voiced by Lawrence Fishburne, perhaps. So when you look down at your Zune and all our episodes are gone, this is why. (laughs) Your Zune. This is why. Because this is the franchise. The podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Correct. Is this movie a franchise? Ish. <laughs> in one way, you could say it is. Uh, in other ways, it's not. not. <laughs> There's one movie that was a big uh, box office failure, <laughs> bigger than a bigger failure than I uh, thought because I I'm pretty sure I watched this movie a lot as a kid in yeah, science class. I feel like I did too. The rictus grin of Chris Rock's character in this, though, I think is why <laughs> it was such a failure. <laughs> Because it looks like he's a dead man smiling? We were... Is that what you said? The rictus grin. Yeah. yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that what that is? I think so, yeah. But that's the only thing I can possibly think of. Of like, we watched six horror movies, and that was probably the most frightening thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, it is a horror movie. Yeah. Body horror. It's, it's true body horror. Do you think Cronenberg would like show this to his kids? He's like, yeah, this is the good stuff. He's like, yeah, this is how it all should really work. But yeah, if you couldn't tell from the context clues, we're covering uh, Osmosis from the Book of Saw. I almost just spat out water. <laughs> I said that right when Connor was drinking water. Uh, with uh, Chris Rock and David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, a brilliant, brilliant little film. Okay, okay, I gave up. Osmosis Jones. Yeah, Osmosis Jones. That's, that's the movie we've decided to cover mm-hmm. this week. Um, and we are justifying it because it had a short stint as an animated series as well. I believe we are mostly doing this as a joke for ourselves. Well, it popped up on Netflix. I'm like, I haven't seen Osmosis Jones in 15 years, mm-hmm. and I used to watch it a lot. Yeah. Um, and I was like, there was also a TV series of it. I feel like never intentionally watching it. Yeah. I just would watch it a lot. And then you're like, that's a great idea. There was a TV show that I loved, and I would watch it all the time. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I'm just trying to pin it on you. Yeah, and I was, it's so good. I love it. I only remember one arc, and that's the cigarettes arc. Anyways, if you're still here, you're in for the ride of your life through Bill Murray's horrible, disgusting body. <laughs> <His> horrible body. <laughs> so come and join join us through his mouth, all uh, the way down to don't, his to his. Uh, uh, kidney stones. Do they ever say rectum? Oh yeah, they, one, of the, one, of the, one of the guards will say, "I'm going taking my kids to see the stones," <laughs> which I thought was pretty. Yeah, there's some good body good. puns it's in there. It's kind of good. Uh, there was a there's a billboard that said, "Come visit us down under." And it's just a picture of a butt. <laughs> but. like, That's pretty good. Yeah, there's some good stuff here. Not all of it's bad. No, I like how the stomach's the airport. That's funny. Yeah, you know, there's some kind good. of funny. It's kind of funny. There's times when it's good. I think the animation is a lot better than it should be. Mm-hmm. And then um, it gets terrifying. And there's a bunch of disgusting stuff, like uh, urine getting ejected out of the body. Yes. Uh, On the ship home or something, or they're just departing. A lot of other things, but... Is that just germ suicide? Is that just like where they go to die? I think they just probably travel to somewhere else. Maybe... Well, the toilet? 
Uh, hmm, good point. They're <laughs> <laughs> traveling most of the time to the toilet. <laughs> I just didn't think about where, what the context of that. I'm like, oh yeah, that just means they're peeing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess most of the time people <laughs> do pee in a in a in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the time. I'm a, I'm a normal person. <laughs> I just watched this video of uh, Mark Zuckerberg being like, you're all human. I was human. And then he catches himself. I was human. He's like, uh, I am human. And I was human then. And I only said now. that because I said you were human. Like, he like... The fact that he tries to double back. Yeah, the fact that he double backs is even worse. I'm like, oh my god. He's just been like... Whatever. <laughs> that just kept going, but... We're all a little Mark Zuckerberg sometimes. I think that's something we can all agree on, right? We all have the personality of a man who has none and is a billionaire. We're all a little Mark Zuckerberg. We're all a little Jeff Bezos. <laughs> We're all a little Elon Musk. <laughs> the Koch brothers. Don't forget about that. No, the Koch brothers. We all have a little billionaire inside of us screaming <laughs> to get out. It's America, baby. <laughs> That's We're all of, capitalist pigs. It's great. Kind of, it kind of is true in a way. That's like the American dream is. You uh, can write a stupid self-help yeah. book. Oh. There's a billionaire inside screaming to get out. That's definitely like a yeah. That's definitely like a bad social commentary movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Kind of, it could be an Osmosis Jones version. Oh yes, <laughs> the billionaire inside of us. I'm jumping way ahead, but somebody on Letterboxd did say that they're worried that they make a sequel to this about COVID. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. Don't worry about it. It'd person. be very grim, I think. Yeah, I mean, this one's grim. There's a guy walking around, uh, a, a guy. I mean, they are. They're yeah. uh, anthropomorphized white blood cells. Mm-hmm. Just completely on fire. That's right. Running running away in yeah. this movie. Also, Bill Murray just fucking dies. He, he literally sees his wife and then says, your mom says, says hi. hi. Death from hamburgers. I like that the cells of him still remained, though, as the, the eventual decay of Frank would happen. Yeah. Where do we, how do we, uh, I was going to say, how do we get into this movie, but. We usually we start have, about what's new. Yes, I know. We have our. I know. I know. <laughs> Just start screaming off my. <laughs> Just feel like they slamming and crashing and breaking. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, two weeks away has done a lot for me. It's, you've changed. Nothing good. Nothing good. I just feel like I'm still recovering. Yeah, it sounds like you had a red. What's all. You had a nice time. I had a rough time being on vacation. Ugh. Uh, it's hard going on vacation, isn't it? It really is. It's such a <laughs> such a chore. I think I need a vacation from this vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to transition. <laughs> Defeat inside. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's what's new with me. What's new with you, Connery? No, shut up. Do it. You have to do you the intro. First. No, you have to do the intro. Uh, you got to do the end. <laughs> Start bickering. It's just like our most you vile. Too. <laughs> this this audio is gonna be as disgusting as a lot of imagery in this movie. Yeah. Now to our usual segment of what's new. <laughs> what's new with you, Connery? <laughs> just looking off into space. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. 
oh, what's new with me? I wanted to have watched uh, Shang-Chi before we recorded this, but I never got around to it. Instead, you watched Osmosis Jones? Instead, I watched Osmosis Jones. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> but a game I recently played, though, all the way through was uh, Blasphemous, which is this uh, Metroidvania, kind of Dark Soulsy, but based on our lovely, lovely rendition of uh, Catholic Guilt and Penance. So, Our rendition of it? Yeah, yeah, Nerd's Rope. Wait, so there's Nerd's Rope in it? Yeah, I'm just kind of carrying over for the inside <laughs> joke of the podcast, but, you know. So it's basically heavily influenced on, like, that. It's Dark Souls meets Catholic guilt, so that's the game. It was fun, a little difficult at times, but I kind of just followed a guide the entire time, and it was kind of just like, oh, yeah, I'm just having fun, nice time, listening to a guy be like, go here, then go here, then do this, then get that, beat that boss. <laughs> Uh, is it like a, sh- like, it's a Metroidvania, so it's a side-scroller, or? Yeah, it's a side-scroller, so it's, like, be- really beautiful pixel art. It's, like, the game looks just incredible, but. You're not, like, it's not like Constantine, you're not, like, shooting a bunch of demons, <laughs> like, what do you do? Um, you have a sword, and you're more killing, like, like, you know the side of, like, those, like, medieval, like, church, like, portrait things, where, like, everything kind of, like, semi-surreal? Uh, what? Like, you know, like the middle of paintings, like the cat has a human face. Oh, or yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, just like middle, middle, uh, medieval art. Yeah, like medieval art kind of very art. bad. Yeah, it's very, so it's like the characters in that all like hyped up on like and like hyper injected with like Catholicism and angry and like one of the characters, like literally a floating like pope on a chair with a big spear that's trying to like stab you. I think they have some other like weird looking ones, like people whose heads are split open and they're just like jumping like frogs at you. Oh, I'm looking it up. Yeah. 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 The art looks pretty cool. Yeah. The art's pretty great. Like I, I did, the, I digged the aesthetic where I was like, this definitely looks intense and fun and angry. Oh yeah. Yeah. This person like looks like Grendel. Yeah. Right. Um, I was thinking more like, yeah, just like right. general medieval, like religious art. That's just mm-hmm. like, well, not even that, but it's just like people like before Europeans knew what an elephant looked like, they just drew this really weird thing. Like, this is an elephant, right? <laughs> like, yeah, sure, why not? It could be an elephant. It's really flat paintings and stuff. <laughs> yes, I'm a I'm an art historian. Yeah. I have a podcast, therefore I qualify as a, an expert on any and all things. Yeah, like vaccination. Mm-hmm. How you should get it. <laughs> But other than that, I think that just about sums up what's new with me. I, I, I oh, I finished watching what we do in the shadows. Love that show. Did you feel any any uh, Catholic guilt while playing Blasphemous? No, I really didn't. I I, I felt I was kind of confused. I, if I wasn't following that guide, I feel like I get lost and give up. Because after that, I started playing Hollow Knight because it gave me a little bit more confidence. Yeah. And the platforming Hollow Knight is too hard for me. Like it, it gets so incredibly difficult that I was like, I can't, I can't do this. So I kind of put, I put um, Hollow Knight down, even though I really like the art style and I love the aesthetic and I think it looks really cool. I just can't do it. Fair enough. Yeah. There's some games that I just power through, even though I shouldn't. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. And you're like, why'd you do? I have the same problem with video games that you have with Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm like, I'm not enjoying this at all. You're like, then why are you still watching it? Because like, I have to finish it. Something that you did like six years ago and I still give you crap over. Because <laughs> it was really weird that I did it. Like, how come I did just stop watching it? I was gone for like a week and that's that's what you watched. <laughs> I watched Third Rock from the Sun. What was your favorite moment from the newest season of What uh, what We Do in the Shadows, Connor? Uh, that's a good question. Um, one of my favorite moments was... I like the one where they go to when they go to not it's not Vegas and it's not Reno, it's a uh, it's like some other like Vegas equivalent of the East Coast, 
and they go there. Is it Atlantic City? It's Atlantic City. Okay. <laughs> they go to Atlantic City. Viva Atlantic City! <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, I think the whole premise of the episode is their ancestral dirt that they use to like sleep and they bring it with them and yeah, that's yeah. how like they recharge their powers. It's like vacuumed up by housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all like weak and drowsy, but like it's only been a day, but they're all so overdramatic that they're just like, we're dying. <laughs> and like Nadia mistakes like the three guys who are like pretending to be the rat pack that who are like Asian, a black guy, <laughs> and just like a weird looking white guy's like Frank Sinatra and the other two. <laughs> And they're like, Frankie, baby, to like this Asian guy. And then Laszlo's like, I don't recall you being Chinese. And he's like, ring a ding ding. He's like, I stand corrected. Like, yeah, of course. Yes, it's you, Frank. Yeah, like, they're just so oblivious, yeah, like yeah, human yeah. lifespans. By now, they're just like, there's like, like, are you Frank Sinatra? And he's like, ring a ding ding. He's like, oh, yeah, of course you're Frank Sinatra. Yes. Anyway, my mistake. Bye bye. <laughs> but I just love, I guess that was my favorite episode. They just, they're just so far removed and Guillermo has to like fly around the world to like get all of their like soil from like different weird places. Is that like a main premise of the show? Is the soil? Um, it's not a main premise. They kind of touch on it briefly. I like that. They do a good job like covering things very quick and being, being like, oh, we need this to travel basically. And then the whole episode like revolves around that turns out. But yeah, no, so that was probably one of my favorite episodes when they go to Atlantic City. That one's great. I gotta watch it. You should. Tyler. What's new with you? Just been eating a lot of eggs that were formerly in chimps' mouths. Mm. Um, Delicious. Popping zits on other teachers. Because I'm also a teacher. They know he's <laughs> Vomiting <laughs> on teachers. Teacher. Vomiting on teachers. Actually, I took that photograph in the newspaper. Oh, perfect. I was just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> Got the most perfect photo. He's such a gotcha journalist. <laughs> What's new, Tyler? William Hurst doesn't pay me the big bucks for nothing. <laughs> well, I could talk about how I started a... Uh, German industrial electro band with our friend Turin O'Neill. Oh, I remember uh, seeing called, all those wonderful pictures. Called Aushouse, mm. um, which uh, translates in German to Outhouse. <laughs> That's good. It's always good when I explain the joke, right? Oh, I didn't understand what Aushouse was until you told me that, so thank you. <laughs> well, now you know. Yeah, thank you. It's funny. Uh, but we won't talk about that. I play. I heard the band broke up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fast and impending guest turn O'Neill. Uh, but enough about that and my very short musical career playing Harvard, Harvard and um, Salem and hanging out with Paul Revere's ghost. We won't talk about any of that. It's quite the tour. It truly is. It's like an hour difference. Yeah. Uh, I played Doom Eternal and yeah. beat it. Congratulations. I've been playing it for a while. You got me this game. I did, yeah. For what, like my birthday or something? Probably something like that. Yeah. Did you get the DLCs? I didn't yet. I'm going to wait till they're on sale. Smart. But yeah, it, it took me a while to get into it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was like not really engaging with it, but then like the more I played, the more I got into it. And I especially just played it with headphones. So I was even more engaged with the music mm-hmm. and everything. I think the score generally is like really good. The score is fantastic. Just like constantly. Yeah, a lot of good, like, just fun metal Mm -hmm. to fight demons with. And um, it just took me a while to get used to the controls and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if you don't know about Doom, basically you're just fighting demons and getting through the level (laughs) to go fight the next big demon. And just being badass and angry the entire time. It's basically it. But uh, yeah, overall, the music's really good. the story I ended up enjoying a lot more than I thought I would. Right, it's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, I was wasn't expecting much from the story, mm-hmm. 
but I kind they kind of like build out a lot of lore mm-hmm. like beyond just like hell. It's like the hell demons are actually aliens or there's other things that are aliens that look like angels yeah like the the angels are aliens and like but the doom guys from like this like alternate world of like super paladin warriors (laughs) but he's like a human but he's uh, immortal now or Mm -hmm. something but the hell demons do come from hell but Mm -hmm. they also don't it's like an event horizon kind of thing yeah but I basically like anything related to outer space hell I like a lot argent energy (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was fun mechanics. Uh, it wasn't too long, mm. but I could have definitely like played more. So I'm glad the DLC is coming out. Yeah. Um, and to explore that weird lore where there's like space paladins and stuff. And yeah. Like, I don't even know what this is, but the yeah. DLC gives a good finisher to it. Oh, okay. Mm. Like cool. the DLCs are actually really good. Yeah. Um, I had to play them on easy mode because they were too hard. <laughs> Yeah, you know, no, I, I played on like the easiest mode possible, which is uh, I'm too young to die or something like that. <laughs> I think it's called that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just especially playing that game, like I've played all, yeah, I played all of the Doom games mm-hmm. from like the original one or whatever. But especially this one, you could really like. I, I feel like throughout they all were, but I feel like especially this one, there's definitely like a certain like John Carpenter vibe to some of it. I, I oh. think just like the mixture of sci-fi. No, it just feels like Doom in general, especially Doom Eternal, is definitely like this John Carpenter vibe, I think. Like whether directly or not, it's just outer space hell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like the vibes are very much like that, especially something like Ghosts of Mars, his later stuff. But mm-hmm. I did watch In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, how was that? Which is one of the, one of his films that I haven't seen yeah. yet. And, uh, I liked it a lot. Um, there's still, like, I, I don't think, like, They Live will ever be lodged away from, like, my top three or, like, mm-hmm. Halloween. I like a lot of his early stuff. I mean, I think most people do. Yeah. Um, but I did like it a lot. It's it's very Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a writer who basically is making people insane with his writing because oh, cool. because uh, Lovecraftian creatures are telling him to write these things. Oh, that's my goal. And... Uh, <laughs> Sam Neill is the main guy in it. Oh, good. And he's really good. I it. love him being influenced by the Outer Worlds things ever since uh, what's Event Horizon. <laughs> yeah, you think he's the writer, but he's actually someone else Ooh. in it. And he's kind of like trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, but he is great in horror movies. And it's like, you think about like him in Jurassic Park, because that's what I know him from. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's like a very strange uh, leading man. He really is. When he is yeah. a leading man. But yeah, and then Event Horizons after that, mm-hmm. not a John Carpenter movie, but a weird sci-fi Samuel movie. But I think you would definitely like In the Mouth of Madness. All right. I'll look that one up for sure then. Um, I had to rent it on, on Apple. I don't think it's streaming anywhere right now, mm-hmm. but it's definitely worth the $3 or whatever. It's tight. I can do that. Um, yeah, just a lot of madness going on in that In film. mouths? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not as much madness as in mouths is going on as Moses Jones. <laughs> Transition. Uh, this movie is filthy. It's disgusting. Bill- and like surprisingly not because of the Farrelly brothers. No. It's more the animation. Yeah. The animation makes everything in his body look so disgusting. Because I guess he's not taking care of himself. And Bill Murray himself looks so gross and like... Constantly sweating and like, yeah, he's like in really bad shape. Yeah, like he he looks like this guy looks like he's going to die. Yeah, which I guess is the the point. Is the point? Yeah, 
But I've I've never been so repulsed by him. I think in a movie, where I was yeah, like, oh. it's, it's almost ambitious as an actor. But it's like that's something like Bill Murray would do. Yeah, it's like yeah, I don't care. Like I'm in the movie. Like it's like a non-annoying version of. I mean, not that it's method acting, but mm-hmm. he just really is really committing to the role. Yeah, I'm like, I'll just gain some weight. That's easy enough. He, I don't even know if he did. <laughs> it <was> just, <laughs> just like I don't know. Well, like he has a full like his belly just goes boom. There's like, one scene. Yeah, you see his stomach, and I'm like. That doesn't look prosthetic. No, like it looks real. It looks real. I don't know for sure, but like he's doing like a pull, like maybe like a giga like push out of his stomach to be like just crazy out. Yeah, I do like the poster on Wikipedia a lot for the movie because oh. he's like definitely photoshopped where he just like looks thin. Oh, yeah. and it's just like part of the movie is the the point is he's that overweight. he's like in really bad shape yeah. and everything, and it's just a uh, it's not even so much like being overweight as just like his doesn't have any healthy like lifestyle at all no his wife died from eating hamburgers apparently <laughs> the most like, we know it's the most specific death of all time because your, your mother just ate too many hamburgers and we what gotta he, deal with that i think he just says like enough of that hamburger business yeah it's, <laughs> when his daughter's like legit concerned about his health yeah like his mom died about like eat, not eating healthily and she's just like enough of that hamburger talk let's go eat buffalo wings yeah he wants to go to the uh the buffalo uh, not museum. It's a buffalo. It's not a contest either. What is it? There is a contest involved because he wants to dethrone the former champion by eating more buffalo <laughs> wings. <laughs> the the former the other champion who is in his dream, <laughs> yeah. which I like a lot. It's He's good. just eating the buffalo wings, laughing at him. <laughs> yeah. in class as a full adult man <laughs> in his unders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that bit was good. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. It's like that contest is on his mind, so the champion's like. <laughs> But I guess the real meat and potatoes of this movie is the adventures of white blood cell cop Chris Rock and uh, <laughs> sorry was, was the fact I said white blood cell cop Chris Rock. No, it's because I was just visibly yawning into my microphone and <laughs> I was just like I shouldn't do that. No, bad. But yeah, and when then David Hyde Pierce comes along to be as a partner in the form of a cold pill. Mm-hmm. And what a pair they make. Drix, drip. Isn't it Drix? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. What a pair we are. Uh, we're just a couple of dumb cops on the road. We're just a couple of kings. <laughs> just a couple of kings! <laughs> oh, I love when we were self-referential. It's so fun. Oh, look at us. Just a couple, a couple of kings. kings. <laughs> Eating donuts in the weirdest way possible. I'm so excited for our Christmas episodes. <laughs> Replacing our wives' father with another man. <laughs> An even more New York man. <laughs> it really is, becomes more. Which do you think is more New York? That The first Rudy or the second Rudy? I feel like the first Rudy is more New York than the second one. I think the first one is like actually British. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love the first Rudy. He's great. He's great. He's got the deli or whatever. The, yeah. The whole restaurant. Um, any opportunity to talk about a Christmas Prince? We'll do it. It's like the second thing to talk about behind Twilight. I think for me, I agree. I strongly agree. It's all in the metrics. <laughs> the amount of times the, the terms Christmas Prince was dropped in this podcast. Any any who's it's, but they make quite the team, and uh, and they they have to fight. Who, who's who's the bad guy again? The scary Thrax. Guy? Thrax is his name. Who uh, also jumping ahead to Letterbox, but a lot of people said is really hot. <laughs> He is pretty hot. <laughs> just like there's a lot of reviews of people just saying that how Thrax hot is Thrax hot. Is. <laughs> like he's an animated virus. Like there's just a certain point when people are like, 
It's like, all right, just calm down a little bit. Like, I'm not trying to be like anti horny or anything, but it's just like, <laughs> I just think that's a little bit of a stretch, it's right? It's a cartoon. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's a whole industry involved in horny, horny cartoons. cartoons. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, whatever. Scratch that. <laughs> I, I enjoy those... your horny cartoons, enjoy everyone. Enjoy, enjoy him. Smoke him while you got He's him. He's very handsome. <laughs> Smoke him while you got him. But what, do you know what disease he is? Does, do they ever say what disease he is? Because he just no. keeps saying, I'm a virus and I'm going to beat my record and kill Frank in 48 hours. An extremely virulent pathogenic agent, pathogenic. according to Wikipedia. Huh. The most reputable place for osmosis jones <laughs> yeah for osmosis jones information is there also i should have known there's by no jonesopedia now. i was gonna say yeah and that's what it's called it's called the jonesopedia <laughs> nothing else related to anybody named jones is on there it's not jonestown or anything it's just like jonesopedia it's just osmosis jones osmosis jones wiki so osmosis jones.fandom.com slash wiki slash osmosis underscore jones there you go to get to the actual character page for Osmosis, quote unquote Ozzy, end quote Jones. <laughs> to get to Thrax. Oh yeah, thanks for the reminder. No problem. But anyways, uh He's handsome apparently. Yeah. He was a cool design though, I will give that. I'm like, he looks scary. That's a good bad guy. Yeah, he does look cool. And he's voiced mm-hmm. by Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. In like a performance that he it seems like he's like really giving it his all. Yeah, he's he, trying. Yeah, he's like really good, and it also mm-hmm. doesn't quite sound like I mean, he obviously doesn't sound like Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Like he ha- he's putting on a whole different voice. Yeah, and I think it's really good. He like, does. I'm like, like, I mean, I can tell it's Lawrence Fisher, but I'm like, it's not at the same time. Like he just sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like at certain points you can tell it's him, but but yeah, it's good voice performance, and I think uh, will like surprisingly William Shatner is also really good in this mm-hmm. as the as mayor. The mayor. <laughs> like he's actually like goofing it up. Like I feel like some like a lot of the time he kind of just takes himself too seriously, mm-hmm. and he's like actually good. Yeah. And this also predates Arrested Development, the Ron Howard voiceover True. of his opponent, like uh, Tom Kalanick. <laughs> Tom Kalanick. It's pretty good. This whole movie basically for me feels like a better version of Shark Tale, which came out after. That's very, it has that same energy. Yeah. Like, I, I fully mean, there's a, whole, there's a whole city and everything. You know? Yeah. I think Shark Tale blows, but maybe one day we'll cover it. Blow holes. <laughs> nice. Thank you. All the blow holes <laughs> they have to clean at the car wash. At the whale wash. Oh man, I forgot it was working at the car wash. Yeah, Martin Scorsese's finest performance, his finest film, really. True. Would you rather watch? Hmm. Would you rather? What performance do you like better, Martin Scorsese as the blowfish, pufferfish in Shark Tale, or Mm -hmm. Woody Allen as the ant in Ants? Oh, see, this is a tough. No scandal at all. You got to choose. I got to choose. Yeah. And then we can add in scandal. We can add in scandal based on your choice. <laughs> yeah, doesn't make any sense. No, just like at face value. At face, he's the better performer. I think Woody Allen's aunt is the better performer than Martin Scorsese as the car wash pupper fish. I'm sorry. And that might just come from Woody Allen's experience being in front of a camera more so than Martin <laughs> Scorsese being in, more behind the camera. You're right. While he was doing his audio, they put a camera in his face the whole time. <laughs> Well, they had to capture his face. He was wearing all the dots. Yeah, but is he better than Sliced Alone in that movie? <laughs> no. Who's better, David Hyde Pierce in this as Drix or oh. Sylvester Stallone as, I don't know, the big ant guy he oh, is? David Hyde Pierce. I think he, he does a phenomenal job as Drix in this movie. <laughs> nobody, what do you think? Nobody else could kind of do it better. Nobody else. No. 
and that kind of makes made me take pause. I think I made a joke at one point on an early episode, being like, I'd cast uh, what's what's the name Kevin Hart as Osmosis Jones in, in the remake, in a live action remake. When did we and talk Dwayne, about this? I think two or three episodes ago. <laughs> and, then, and then Dwayne the Rock Johnson as the as the pill. But now I'm like, he's a little bit more book smart. I don't, I don't think Dwayne could do it. Maybe, no. maybe more Dave Bautista. Yeah, but I mean, are you talking about? Wait, are you saying live action? Yeah, live action. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, and of course he is in a big suit. It's yeah. not CG whatsoever. No, he, he's in a big gross suit. He has to be in a big floaty suit. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, it, the obvious choice would be. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. considering like just how movies are now. Yeah, I think he's like, yeah, I don't think he's the right fit. He's also not as funny as like he always tries to be. Yeah, and I think he's a little more nerdy. Like Jerx is a little bit dorkier than I think the Rock would be. Yeah. So what do we need? Like a buff nerdy dude? Yeah, we need, like a buff nerd. What buff nerd exists in Hollywood? Um, trying to think. I mean, you and can, it's tough because David Hyde Pierce isn't buff, so they just put him in an animated buff body. <laughs> well, you can make him buff. You can make anyone buff So, so it'd be now. Chris Pratt somebody. Or uh, Kumail. Yeah, or Kumail. Yeah, there you go. Just have Kumail do it. That'd be good. I can do yeah, that. That yeah. works. He's Perfect. Fun. He's funny. He can be buff. Yeah, and he's smart. Okay, great. Yeah, there I you love go. that. Hey, awesome. we, it we out. did it. <laughs> Hot off Eternals. Kumail Nanjiani's going to be <laughs> Drix in the live-action Osmosis Jones remake. Hollywood Report says, a step down. <laughs> <laughs> but the Oscars say, eight yeah. awards for that man alone. He won't take the pill hat off. <laughs> you got nothing. <laughs> Everyone is worried about him. <laughs> I still need to watch Eternals. I haven't got. I feel I've been so bad about watching any like the new Marvel movies after Infinity War. Shang Chi was good. Uh, I want to hear. I I like people had mixed reviews for Eternals, but I think I'm gonna like it. Yeah, I want to check it out. It's. <laughs> But that's just that's also me being like whenever everyone's talking about something so much, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not really don't want to watch it. But then when people are like, oh, it's actually like not that good. You'll stand defiant. Like, well, I I just like want to check it out to like evaluate to see if everyone's Mm. wrong except for me or not. That's all. There's no there's no there's no uh, issue with that, right? None none that I can tell. Everyone is wrong except for me. Tyler's memoir. <laughs> it's just one cold pill against the world. It's true. Uh, but I don't know. What else do you want to talk about this movie? They have so many body puns inside Frank's body that... I guess not body puns per se, but it's like body like works. And like the armpits of sauna and... Um, the love interest is named Leah Estrogen. Oh, that's funny. But like... I guess Leah is just a normal name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When Osmosis Jones goes to the airport, he like won't stop harassing her. No, he won't. He turns himself into a monster to walk up to her too. Yeah. I like it the second time when he's like he like squishes up his body when yeah. he's going to the club. <laughs> yeah, when he actually turns into like a germ disguise. Yeah, that's better. Was uh, much better. <laughs> that club full of like very unclothed germs and i'm like i forget <laughs> the like, zit club yeah i didn't like that it's gross <laughs> I, I know some people like to watch zip pimple popping videos but like i really no. i really don't like it there are a couple times where, like he has like snot running out of his nose all talking to like bob or like yes well he just like drinks the big booger thing too oh, osmosis does. does or ozzy yeah i don't i like osmosis better me too osmosis is better um 
but he drinks that disgusting like snot thing that the bartender makes out of himself. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's all like this, this very just, Lovecraftian serving you a drink made of oneself. The Cronenberg. <laughs> the Cronenberg. It's strong. There's something else I was gonna say about that club. Oh, that's what it is. There's a sign in the background that says uh whitehead Russian, like half off, like uh, a white Russian. Like, a white Russian, I'm yeah. like that's disgusting. I don't want to think about someone <laughs> drinking pimple juice. Do you, listener, want to think about someone drinking pimple juice? You can't stop now. Are you thinking about it right now? Does it taste good? Let us know. It's probably a good probiotic. I don't think so. <laughs> hey, I have a podcast, so I can give medical advice. That's right. You declared yourself an expert on everything. Uh, the the I guess I guess the inciting incident with him eating the egg that was probably the foulest thing in the world to me. The fact that it established who that character is of he will eat an egg that has been in an ape's mouth. <laughs> And then on the ground of its shit-covered cage. I was going to say, like, oh, like, maybe, like, you know, some animals are cleaner than humans. Like, dogs' mouths are cleaner. Monkeys aren't clean. <laughs> They're filthy. Look, I'm full of medical advice. <laughs> Give that chimp some deodorant, though. I did like that uh, Bill Murray let himself be strangled by a chimp <laughs> for the sake of a film. Yeah, right. Imagine that monkey just, like, ripped his throat out. It became yeah, he, to Bill Murray. He got close. Yeah, he got close. Well, I don't mean he got close to ripping his throat out. <laughs> if it was Dunstan, Dunstan would have done it. <laughs> Dunstan is a hardened criminal. <laughs> he is! He is! Some argue he's beyond redemption <laughs> in the film too. He learned it. He was he it was it was uh it was nurture, not nature. Exactly ingrained in him since birth. But he just can't stop being a criminal. Um, wearing, <laughs> wearing a trench coat and hat. Dropping coconuts on people's heads while on vacation. Tommy gun in one hand. Good God, I wish Dunson Jackson was a franchise. <laughs> just a just we gotta start our own production company. I, I know, right? Go immediately bankrupt from terrible reboot ideas. They be, sequel ideas. But the thing is we'd have like a flash in the pan shining moment where be like the I think people would go crazy, like local company. Franchise Incorporated considering a reboot of the Osmosis Jones franchise. But, like, that's, like, too well-known in a way. Like, I think... Okay, so you need to be more, like... Yeah, it's like we plan obscure. to make, like, Dunstan Checks In 2. Okay, Dunstan Checks In 2, that one where the guy is a dog, but it's very sad. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. Fluke. Fluke. We make Fluke 2. Related. Yes, Dunstan, we make Fluke too. Dunstan checks in too. Dunstan checks out. And he, he spends time in heaven and hell and has to find his soul again. So we like Doom Eternal, Dunstan. <laughs> yeah, he is the Doom guy. He's just throwing coconuts at all the demons. <laughs> I really like that. It's good. Paul, he's just chased by Paul Rubens' uh, ape chaser, like... Ape Wrangler, whatever his job description is in that movie. Yeah, I don't know what Fluke 2 would be like, though. I, don't even, I can't remember what happens at the end. I remember Samuel L. Jackson voices a cat or something. Yeah, he goes off with the cat. He leaves his family yeah. to be like a stray dog, or or is he reincarnated as a rat? Oh, I think he's reincarnated as something else, right? Yeah. Matthew Modine, everybody. <laughs> Such a weird movie. <laughs> I mean, hey, they made a sequel to another sad animal movie, Homeward Bound. That's true. They made three. There's a third one? Yeah. Wow. Is, is the third one Turtles in Time? Yeah. <laughs> Homeward Bound, Turtles in Time. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, let's just make... You thought they were lost before. <laughs> Look, it's something that I thought of like eight years ago that I still have in the back of my head. I want to be the first filmmaker to win an Oscar for an all-animal cast. Wow. They'll make a new award just for the movie that I make because all the animals are such good actors. I feel like that like is not possible at all anymore. <laughs> like, And you probably shouldn't have animals in movies. Yeah. Like, There's a certain point where I'm like, oh, that CG cat doesn't look good, but like, at least it's not like a cat that they made do this thing. <laughs> Like, you can't pay yeah. a cat, you know? <laughs> you can't. I, but, so, would you have, like, a Harrison Ford situation where it's, like, a gross CGI dog? In that case, is, is it a real animal if you have full control over, like, what it's doing? When you said that, I imagined Harrison Ford, like, as one of the cats in Cats. <laughs> You're like, oh, Harrison Ford situation where he's dressed as a big dog? I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good movie. I'll watch Harrison that. Harrison Ford as the rumpus cat? Yeah, David Lynch directs. <laughs> A great rumpus cat. That cat doesn't appear in the Cats movie. Does he have a big rumpus? Um, no, he's like the superhero cat that like stopped this dog cat war. I don't know. I was trying to find a good analog, but I can't. His eyes are like fireballs. <laughs> what? <laughs> he negotiated peace? Yeah, pretty much. He just stood in the middle. He was so fierce and intense. And he's such a stupid... He's like a superhero costume. It's like just skin-tight muscle suit with a big, like, R Superman crest all black, and he has, like, red LED psychic eyeball glasses on. Is he a good guy, or has, he, has the power gone to his head? He's, he's a good guy, but only appears for one song. Very necessary. The rumpus guy is extremely necessary. That's what, that's what Tick, Tick, Boom is about, right? It's about, it's about the rumpus guy. It's about the making of cats. It's about the fever dream Andrew Lloyd Webber had to make cats. Lin-Manuel Miranda's like, I need to make this movie. I have to tell this story. <laughs> I have a two-day break in between writing the next stupid Disney song. <laughs> I have to make something. All he has to say to you is, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> but his bank account is... Too many zeros. Sh- shiny, shiny. <laughs> shiny. <laughs> doesn't make any sense it does make sense his bank account is probably very shiny oh lynn manuel miranda what else about osmosis jones tyler what was your favorite part of the movie uh, i can't even i can't even tell you you can't tell me it's a secret that's why <laughs> my favorite part is when osmosis jones goes through the security scan mm-hmm. at the airport yeah and he's he has a gun and he's just like oh it's fine i'm a cop right uh and then the next person walks through and he's a sailor and he's, and he's wearing, wearing like, women's underwear women's undergarments and the guy and like the security guy's like hey yeah it's like yeah that's that's a great that's a good joke <laughs> it's funny that's like uh they should write more jokes like that especially now <laughs> i saw that happen i literally was looking down my notes and i briefly looked up and i was like oh hmm all right <laughs> Although I am surprised at being a Fairly Brothers movie, mm-hmm. since they got the credit for this movie, not mm-hmm. the animators, uh. because of the stipulation of the Fairly Brothers' contracts that they're the sole credited directors of this. That's rude. I They didn't have, really have anything to do with the animation, as far as I know, hmm. but I am surprised that the live action stuff isn't more crass, and yeah. there's only one joke about being handicapped, not like five. There's another joke about, in like Frank's mind, of Bob... Being a potential child predator in his mind, like when he's dreaming or when something. He's, he in the subconscious. There's a picture of an image of like one of his. Oh, it's a movie poster. It says "My Worst Nightmare." It's a Bob Bob in a tuxedo next to like his daughter of like nine years old in like a wedding dress. Yikes! And I was like, "Yikes! That is a nightmare." And that man does. When as soon as you see that poster, oh, then he's, yeah. and he's like, "Your daughter would be safe with me." I was. I'm just like, uh. I want to trust him, but. 
I don't. You shouldn't. No. <laughs> yeah. No. After seeing that, I was like, I don't. This guy is like, now I just only think him as a child predator. <laughs> Almost especially since he's like, yeah, when she's 16, I'll kick her out. Yeah. I was like, I'm just Ugh. like, that, that is like, it's like kind of a funny joke, but it like, is. if you think about the deeper. Let's let's change the subject. We don't have to get into the deeper ramifications <laughs> of Osmosis Jones. I like, yes, we do. Yes, I like, we do. We, we got to go colon deep on this one. <laughs> um, How come there's no colonoscopy, colonoscopy in this movie? I feel like that'd be ripe for this. Just go watch Uncut Gems instead. All right. That's a great colonoscopy movie. It is. All these covered in diamonds on the inside. He's shiny. Yay. <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? Oh, I do like Chris Elliott in this movie. I always love to see him pop up. Mm-hmm. When he plays Uncle Bob. But right. yeah, he's also really gross. But I think it makes sense because he's like the only... He's not actually his brother, right? Like no, he's, he's just a friend. Yeah. It's <laughs> like if I have a kid, I had a kid and, they call, and I called you Uncle Tyler. <gasps> and I was... Uh, a zookeeper. <laughs> much like uh, Kevin James. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There are two identical movies, right? I, I feel like the Zookeeper one and the Mall Cop one are one in the same. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also Zookeeper's Wife, which has nothing to do with it, but I just... We bought... We bought a zoo. Yeah, it's like, not the zoo. same movie. We bought a zoo. We should do a... Let's just stop this podcast and start a podcast about zoos. Interesting. I guess Madagascar would be in there, right? Yeah, so, they're, in, they're in a zoo in that. What else? There's a couple other bad zoo movies, I'm sure. Mm, yeah, I'm sure you're right. I feel like what we really want to springboard to is like vague premise franchise where we just pick a phrase and we do every movie that we can think of that's in that phrase <laughs> like zoo we pick it out of a hat and we do zoom every zoo movie we can think of <laughs> sounds ba- sounds sounds very good i like it right it sounds it's good. good um franchise movies but only ones directed by mel gibson yeah exactly just mel gibson pops just, and we go it's lethal weapon five and that's it <laughs> That's right. He's directing that. I'm so on the cusp of like I should. We should cover Lethal Weapon at some point because I feel like it's historically relevant as yeah. a franchise. Mm-hmm. And I know people like them. Mm-hmm. I know they're like generally pretty good. Uh, I like Richard Donner. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci, of course. Why am I spacing on who's not Mel Gibson in that? Oh, I, I don't. I don't even know who's in it. I've never, I've never seen any of the Lethal Weapons. Just especially the fact that Mel Gibson's directing the fifth one. It's like, we, sh- we sh- shouldn't, we should probably never cover that, right? I mean, I feel like there's so many better ones we could cover instead. Danny Glover. I just forgot his Danny name. Danny Glover. But okay. I do like Danny Glover a lot. Hey, mm-hmm. we'll cover Predator 2 sometime. Yeah. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. Saw. Yeah. Saw from the Book of Saw. Saw. There'll be so many Saws. Um, there's a Hare Krishna thing in the airport as well. There is, yes. That, that I, I don't understand the context of it because I, it's like part of him maybe is Hare Krishna. Uh, I don't know. No, I just mean like that in airports. Yeah, like as a joke because it's in Final Destination too, which came out at the same time as this. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen that in an airport. Is that a thing? Anybody? Can you? Allow me? I mean, it must be. I personally have never. I've maybe seen that once or twice. Oh, you know what? Life. I think it's an airplane as well. I think there's a scene yes. in an airplane. Mm-hmm. I think that was a bigger deal before, and I feel like it's very rare I see that now. Maybe people just like can't hang around airports anymore. Maybe. Because I think this came out like it came out in, in 2001. Yeah. Was it just on the cusp of 9-11? Look up, did 9-11 happen before or after Osmosis Jones? I'm looking up Osmosis Jones 9-11. <laughs> uh, the Onion. There's an article from The Onion. What does it say? Uh, heartbreak, grief, fun for the whole family. The September 11th attack slash Osmosis Jones 20th anniversary issue. Oh my god. 
that's pretty that's pretty intense yeah that's good <laughs> um i went to uh ground zero last week and it was pretty sad it is sad um it's really beautiful the mm-hmm. the sculptures that they did and like did you, the, did you go inside like the memorial museum place we, we didn't because i feel like we would just be like really bummed out yeah like, it's, it's like I, I got to at some point it's pretty intense but the uh it's like an endless like uh it's like an infinite waterfall thing mm-hmm. it's really cool yeah we'll um, see if we keep this part in the podcast because wait which part the the, the, <laughs> the whole 9-11 oh well i mean like yeah i guess like maybe me talking the fact that i went to ground zero just makes it worse <laughs> well it's somehow. the fact that we're being, being very serious now about it so <laughs> no it's fine you could be both right i guess so if osmosis Ch- jones has taught me anything is that humor will cheer up any bad situation yeah like eating too many hamburgers and sweating a lot one of my favorite parts was the big fight on the girl's eyeball uh yeah because i also like that he figures out that he's like it's a falsy yeah i was like how is this gonna play in is there gonna be a bad scene later on where um i almost said mel brooks and then mel gibson <laughs> when bill murray that name is nothing like bill the murray wakes one. up and goes oh like i thought he would like wake up later and be like and see her with makeup and like falsies and be yeah. like i never want you to grow up and be like a like a disgusting a dad or something yeah and just like being like a terrible dad that's that what i thought i was setting up too i'm like yeah. oh is he gonna see her like this it's gonna be some stupid thing like that so i like that it sets it up as an actual device for like the final set piece mm-hmm. of the fight um, or she's just doing a little makeover with her friends I'm like that that's more fun and sweet yeah and he just and then <laughs> uh osmosis jones jumps off the falsy and mm. the uh anthrax falls into the alcohol yeah <laughs> but i like the little you know <laughs> matrix homages are always really I guess, hard well, I mean, just like there's just so many of them, and most of them suck. Uh, however, the one in Space Jam: A New Legacy is, of course, very good and got me amped for Matrix Resurrections. The only reason I'm watching Matrix Resurrections is, is because, because of, of Space scene. Jam. Yeah, New Legacy. Um, also, look, I'll come back to my original point, but yes. why is Osmosis Jones not in Space Jam: A New Legacy? That's a good question. It is a WB production. I feel like we have been a little robbed. Imagine if you saw him among like the Game of Thrones like family. <laughs> But like a kind of a bad cosplay version of Osmosis yeah, Jones. Yeah, like a very physical representation of Osmosis Jones. I think I'd give that movie an extra like three stars if he was in it. It'd be a deep shot. I'd scream. Like even if the big pill was there, I'd be like <laughs> <laughs> David Hyde Pier- David Hyde Pierce big, as the big, big pill. pill. <laughs> big pill. I know his name. What's it's it's not Thrax is the bad guy's name. His well, name it's is, confusing because there's Thrax and Drix. Yes, it's two X names, and I was like, yeah. that's. As soon as I heard that name, I was like, oh, that's going to be confusing for me. <laughs> Anyways, what was my original point? <sighs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one's flushed down the toilet, <laughs> just like David Hyde Pierce nearly is. I, I think he is. He he's good in this movie as well, David Hyde Pierce. Mm-hmm. I always remember like there's like certain movies that you watch as a kid that you kind of have like sense memory of how lines are delivered, mm-hmm. and this is definitely one of those like when he they go to. Whatever is inflamed. Uh, the throat. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> and then uh, he's shooting all the cold pill. Yeah. And he's like, I'm soothing irritation. Just the way he's saying it. Yes. Like, I'm soothing irritation. This is, this is, uh, it just like sticks out to me. It's Fraser's younger brother. Uh, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Who allegedly won't be in the Fraser reboot. I believe that. I think it's just Fraser. And I think the concept, as far as I know, is that Fraser's really rich. Fuck that. <laughs> It shouldn't be that at all. But what if he's really rich and like really sad underneath? That'd be worse. 
What have I become? Like he's still single and alone in like Chicago. What if like Eddie's still around? Eddie, it's like zombie Eddie. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I've told you my, my my idea for like the Frasier reboot TV show, right? I don't know. Is it is it a license under? It's a license French, under franchising. Franchise Incorporated. Yes. So when we call David Hyde Pierce with our with our idea, then Kelsey when he'll jump aboard anything. So. <laughs> The Rumble himself. The Rumble will jump on anything. <laughs> Basically, my idea was Frazier becomes his father, pretty much. He he lives with Freddie now after, like, maybe a stroke or a heart attack or something. And the point is, oh God. it's less that he is, like, he can't live by himself, but he's scared to live by himself now. Yeah, he can't get coffee at Cafe Nervosa anymore. He has to get, like, decaf tea. Yeah, like, his life, his life has changed, is the point. And so... Freddie opened his family up to him. Freddie is more of a techno head. He is maybe like the head of some technology firm or maybe just a software engineer. And is Freddie his son? Freddie is his son. <laughs> when you said techno head, I just thought of uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> it's just a tech head. But so he's that. Freddie has a wife and a kid now. Frasier feels very, very removed. He has he never really visits Freddie on like the Frasier show. So the whole show becomes him from the dad's point of view trying to reconnect with his son and kind of just doing the, the show over again, but Frasier being in this very like weird world. And he has a podcast instead of a radio show that becomes semi-popular. What if he's like Joe Rogan? He probably would end up being a Joe Rogan-y, but... They just need to do like Frasier The Return. Yeah. Like Twin Peaks, like follow-up. Like it's like a <laughs> It's a very series. surrealist experience. I mean, it need to be surreal, but just very dramatic. Like a... Mm. Just like a Hulu miniseries. You want it to be dramatic? I want it to be. I like to be very fun and like pithy and nice. I and want it to be comedy. both. And that's thing we can't have very serious conversations. And in that movie about like aging and Frazier was very independent. And now he's not. And uh, like I said, he'd probably be like, "Oh, this is what my dad was going through." And now I'm thrust in a situation where I'm the outsider. So that was my pitch for a Frazier TV show. And, you know, of course, David Hyde Pierce and Daphne, they they guest every now and then. And Roz. And Roz. Roz is there. I feel like Roz lives in, like, Florida or something now. Like, she's retired and early. The sports guy. <laughs> Bulldog Bruce. Yeah, Bulldog. There you go. Bulldog's there sometimes. Now we're just talking about Frasier again. Yeah. Well, David Hyde Pierce is in this. What are you going to do? <laughs> Any way to get to Frasier. We'll find it. I'll take it. We'll find it. Take that F train. <laughs> the F train. F train to Frasier Crane. All right. I think Osmosis Jones is a really bad cop and like breaks the law all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not good. Not good. Bad cop. (laughs) Bad bad cop. Don't do it. His smile is terrifying. (laughs) Like I can't remember an animation that scared me more than like his like elongated smile. I was like, oh my god, it's horrible. Yeah, he's a. He's creepy. He's uh, <laughs> breaks the law all the time. Mm-hmm. So he gets demoted or something. Or rather, Frank gets fired and has to work at the zoo. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to look up where the zoo is because, oh, the last thing I have on my IMDb is Uncle Cracker. Because I was trying to figure out who voiced Kidney Rock. Right. Because it's both credited Kid Rock and Uncle Cracker. Maybe Uncle Cracker wrote the song. And boy, am I glad Kid Rock's in this movie. Boy. Boy, is he in the news. Boy, is he in the news. Woohoo! We're so relevant, we don't even know it, Tyler. That's the thing. I know. Like, we don't try to be. We just are. We just just exist. And then culture evolves around us. My God. (laughs) 
<laughs> Look, everyone's going to get on the Osmosis Jones. Uh, everyone's going to be a Jones head. And that's what they'll call it. <laughs> and they'll all go on jo- jones.wikia.com. <laughs> find out all the information that we're giving you right now. Yeah. Like, this movie was shot for $70 million and only made 14 Ouch! But, like, I don't have a memory of that because I don't think I saw it in theaters. I only ever saw it in science. Did you ever watch this in science class? Um, yes, I did watch it in science class. Yeah, classes. like, I feel like it's, like, a good movie. I mean, I don't know if it actually is, but, like, it would always, especially in middle school, mm-hmm. like, if there is, like, no, nothing to teach. I don't remember why we watch things in class sometimes. Yeah, the teacher's bored. Doesn't want to do the homework. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, it sounds good to me. Yeah, right? But If I was a teacher, I feel like I'd do that way too frequently. Yeah. So I definitely watched this like at least three times in school. I remember my... Like uh, everybody did. I remember my English teacher in high school, he'd suffer from migraines. And so sometimes he'd have a migraine and he'd just be like, we're just having quiet time today. I'm going to put my head down and nobody say a goddamn word. Were they migraines or hangovers? They were migraines. They were like, because it was just lights off and him just being like, oh my God. Oh, that's nice. Like an actual pain. To like the part where he had like, I think sign out a few times. But Mr. Blank, I always liked quiet migraine time. If you're listening. I liked quiet time. We, we enjoyed quiet migraine time. Yes. Not to be confused with wild mountain time. Wild mountain time. Rocky Mountain High. What? I don't know. Have you seen Wild Mountain Time? No, I haven't. It's a very perplexing film about Ireland. Huh. I highly recommend it. Have you seen Far and Away? It's a not-so-perplexing perplexing film about <laughs> yeah. Ireland and Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yep. Far and away. It's an Enya song. It's like, a, it's like often, it's just been on my watch list forever. I'm like, yeah, yeah if I like, it's like yeah. watch that in gung-ho at some point. <laughs> just these like random Ron Howard films. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the music in this movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's pretty fun. Mm, funky. Could be way worse. Um, <laughs> could, it could be worse. Composed by Randy Edelman, who co-composed the score of Last of the Mohicans, which oh. is a great score. That is a great score. And uh, I think Billy Madison. <laughs> I don't know. He, kindergarten cop. He does like a bunch of random stuff. <laughs> you know, I want to tell this story. Really, as you said, Last of the Mohicans, it made me think of my mom for the longest time would quote Last of the Mohicans. Like, she'd be like, no matter what, I will find you. <laughs> and she'd say it like, very dramatic like that to me or Grayson. I thought you were just going to say... <laughs> that she just always said, and he was the last of the Mohicans. <laughs> no, he was the last. Of, no, she just went, no matter what, I swear I will find you. And I'm, I'm laying this big dramatic like line in the movie. And I'm saying, no matter what, I swear I will find you. And I'm like, I guess that's a better delivery, but <laughs> I was basically like, no matter what, I swear I will find you. To like his like lover being carried away or something. Well, it's kind of like uh, Michael Shannon in Man of Steel. <laughs> I will find you! <laughs> We just we we just say it like eight times. He does say it like four times. He does. He does. So I guess that's not the best example. But, mm, but you know, it's the dramaticity of that. <laughs> hey, love Michael Shannon. We do. If it isn't Doctor Fucking Shitberg, <laughs> my favorite one of my favorite lines in any movie ever. It isn't Doctor Fucking Shitberg? Shitberg or Shitbird? Shitbird. What's that from again? Is that Shape of Water? Yeah, he's like looking at the window. So good. (laughs) It is really good. He's so good in that. You know, I feel like you really are a god. (laughs) Michael Shannon would, uh, from Shape of Water, would also get this virus. I think. Oh yeah. He wouldn't per se eat an egg off the ground, but he definitely washes his hands in the wrong manner. Mm -hmm. Washes his hands wrong. 
he does like palm down. <laughs> well, he, he washes his hands before he pees, remember? Oh, yeah, right. Oh, he's weird. I love Guillermo's characters so much. They're always like so weird. Hey, Nightmare Alley's coming out soon. I know. I'm really excited. Uh, I forgot that Osmosis Jones looks at porn while at work. Oh, um, yeah, he does. <laughs> it's just a bad cop. <laughs> it was a different time, okay? <laughs> it's 2001. He was, he was the best of his class. Um, apparently, Will Smith considered doing the role, but I'm. <laughs> but instead, he decided to do Shark Tale. You're right, he did. Mm-hmm. This That is what happened. I forgot. It was like, oh, he did Bad Boys and then did Bright. It's like, can you imagine if he also was Osmosis Jones? Uh, he'd be pretty powerful. Wouldn't the world be a totally different place? That's like another Infinity Stone for him. <laughs> uh, there's a part where Drex puts a, his gun hand in, in, a, in a germ's mouth. That's right. And threatens to fucking blow Aggressive his head off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. I like um, I like that it was a flu shot, like uh, informant, basically. <laughs> like that's what the germ was. He's like a straight oh, yeah, flu right. shot. But he's just a snitch. I'm like, oh, that's fun. That's a cool idea. Yeah, and uh, I think it basically covered everything I've ever wanted to cover about Osmosis Jones. It's true. Um, we can touch on the animated series briefly. I remember one part. Yeah, we should. And it's just the it's just the scene with the kid trying cigarettes and him trying them once and nicotine being very scary and getting in his brain to like. It got very metaphysical with like he is addiction incarnate, basically. Oh yeah, because the premise of the show is like it's Osmosis Jones and Drix, but they're in like a kid's body. A kid's body, yeah. So they somehow like transferred out of Of Frank, yeah. I feel like that that's really weird because it's it like is. a cold pill was in this disgusting man's body and is now in like somebody else's body. That's a middle school kid. That's <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It is weird. But yeah, I just remember it being, I remember actually being really into that whole arc and be like, oh, this is so intense because it's like, because nicotine had a really good design. I thought it looked really creepy. Is it better than nicotine's uh, design in that Superman PSA? <sighs> yes, just Nick the Teen. No, actually, he's an Irish guy named Nick O'Teen. <laughs> and Superman throws him into the sky, assumedly to let him just die. I love old Superman. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> Not problematic. No. Like, he's just it, such, like, a raging weirdo. Yeah, he is. That's, that's the best way to just to describe Superman from, like, the 1940s. 40s, just 50s. a raging weirdo. <laughs> Truly. So good. He's just a freak. And I like that Tom King sees, like, pull from, like, he pulls more Batman being, like, serious, but, like, still, like, pulls that, like, whimsy world from, like, the 40s and the 60s. Oh my god. His name is also Nick Oteen in, yeah. in Ozzy and Drix, yeah. the show. Uh-huh. Okay, so this Superman predated that, obviously. He was voiced by Tim Curry. Yeah, see, look how scary he looks. He looks like the alien. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm, he's a good design. He looks like a xenomorph plus the predator. Yes. But also like a giraffe neck. Yeah, but also a giraffe neck. But he was really good. And I remember be- feeling it was really tense. And he was basically just, like I said, he was an addiction incarnate. And I was like, oh, look how scary. <laughs> I'm never going to try cigarettes. Yeah, I know. You're like, oh, this is so effective. It really was. I'm like, I've never tried cigarettes. I'm never going to smoke. I'm too scared. I don't want him in me. Yeah. Here's him singing, apparently. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, wow. This is effective. (laughs) Oh, Tim Curry's a bad singer. Yeah. 
Everyone's getting like zonked out from all the. Yeah, it's like he's more nicotine. pot than nicotine. <laughs> okay, I gotta turn this off. Yeah, he's yeah. actually like really bad singer. <laughs> he's a very bad singer. You know, I love Tim Curry. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. There's certain. Oh yeah, what the heck? You're right. Mm-hmm. He's a good singer. Yeah. Why does this not sound good? He's not trying. Yeah, guys are right. He's also, uh, <laughs> you know, every once in a while he misses really bad. <laughs> Like uh, in the movie Congo. Congo, I think he's supposed to be like Russian or something. Uh, and the accent just doesn't work at all. Mm. But most things, he's great. Nig- Nigel Thornberry, yes, excellent Nigel Thornberry. Um, Clue, <laughs> <laughs> basically everything else he's ever been in. Tim yeah. Curry, a, a, a hero, a legend. Yeah, maybe just not Nicotine wasn't his best singing performance. A hero, a legend, an actor in the movie Legend. Ah. Plays, I am legend. He, yeah, he's in I am legend. <laughs> he plays one of the cancer monsters. <laughs> I was talking about I am legend the other day. <laughs> I was like, I remember the alternate ending to that where the cancer monsters are just kind of like, we're not that bad. You just took away my <laughs> the woman kill, I love. You just killed us all. That's the actual premise of the book. That's good. Yeah. And like the Will Smith movie is very different ending. Yeah. He's like, I'm a hero. I kill all these evil, gross people. And they're like, no, we're just existing now. Like, you're the problem, not us. <laughs> That's definitely, like, I, I wish that was uh, something we could do on the pod, because um, what's the original one called? I don't know. Uh, the Vincent Price one. There's the Omega Man with oh. Charlton Heston. Oh, I didn't know about that at all. It's a remake. Uh, it's very 70s, but also Charleston Heston's good in it. He's just like a raving. He's just like nuts. Like it's what the character needs. Okay. And then there's the Will Smith movie, which is him and um, his dog and us supposed to be sad when he kills his dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's very much a Will Smith movie. Yeah. Uh, more so than it is like telling the story of the of the, of the book. Mm-hmm. So, But hey. Like Hitchcock. But hey, Kim Labick. I want to do that on your podcast. There you go. Check out Kim's podcast. Just yeah. going to plug her right now Flip randomly. Flip the script. Flip the script with Kim. And then listen to that episode in the future. Yeah. Keep thinking about it till then. Keep it in your mind palace. Not your... Uh, Colon. Not uh, your uh, hemorrhoid palace. <laughs> Frank has hemorrhoids, hands down. Yeah, I mean, they mention it. I also There's also the the, <laughs> the fastest growing city... The fastest growing community in his body is his love handles. Oh, yeah, right. It was like, we're going to the Buffalo Wing place, and the love handles go, yeah! <laughs> yeah. So, you know, some good gags. I barely mentioned on uh, it. did a little bit. The animation is actually really good. We never see any red blood cells. Um, That's true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, how do they work in... I don't want to get in the... Nit- Look, you told me to not get in the nitty-gritty. I guess so. Sense. You're right. It's but. like that anime sells at work I'm not thinking about. There's some CG that like obviously isn't like super great because it's from 2001, but mm-hmm. I think the actual like hand-drawn animation is Yeah. It's pretty stellar. It's uh it's enga- it's interesting to watch. Like it's mm-hmm. actually compelling to watch. It's very stylized. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. At times, but it's I think I think this movie as a story it's kind of boring in the middle. It really mm-hmm. like drags at points. Some of the jokes aren't super funny like Drix in the club dancing. I thought that right. was really funny as a kid. And no, now I'm it's like, not. oh, yeah, this is for kids. Yeah. <laughs> this is for kids. Oh, yeah, this cartoon's for kids. I forgot. <laughs> but, yeah, what, what are your 
final thoughts. I guess we should wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, sure. My final thoughts are I do enjoy the animation. You are right, you're right, in the, right in the nose on that one. It's very interesting and stylized, and I always like that when a movie has its own kind of identity in that sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it doesn't really... I can't really think of anything else it looks like. like yeah. And, and uh, what's it called? I, I just remember now. It's like Treasure Planet came out around mm-hmm. this time. And I... Sinbad had that kind of same style too. Yes. Uh, and like Treasure Planet made by like two great filmmakers. But mm-hmm. like I I really don't like the look of that movie. Like oh, I yeah. don't like looking at it. Mm. It's like... And like the Captain guy is like a different kind of gross. Right, yeah. But... I mean, I know it has its fans, but I'm just like, I'm glad that this didn't look like that. And I, <laughs> I feel like a vague statement. And but. I feel like I'm thinking of something else where it's more, um, I'm thinking more Prince of Egypt animation where they have like that. And I think Sinbad looked more like Prince of Egypt now that I think about it. Yeah. Like the Brad Pitt. Yeah. As Sinbad, which mm-hmm. like made no money also. I really liked that movie though, is the thing. I thought it was really cool. Did they make a TV series? No, they didn't, unfortunately. But I remember I really liked Sinbad. I thought that was so cool as a kid. I was like, this is awesome. Big giant smoke lady? So anyway, my final thoughts are good animation. And even though it is one of the most disgusting performances by Bill Murray I think I've ever seen in my life. Well, I think it's like one of the most disgusting performances in cinema. (laughs) In cinema. It still is interesting in, in its own special way. And the kids cartoon scarred me as a child. So that's all I have to say about Osmosis Jones. Yeah, I I do like it. I feel like it's like a kind of like middling movie. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's just like, I don't know when I'll ever watch this again. Yeah. I'm glad I revisited it, but I'm not going to really, I, I, if anything, if I watch it again, it's just because the a- animation's pleasing to me. Yeah. Like if you were babysitting a child, would you put this on for them? No, because <laughs> there's like, it's like one of those things where they're trying to do adult things in the background, yeah. except it's not in the background. Mm-hmm. It's just in the, in in the, the forefront. Fr- yeah, I'm just like, how did we watch this in class? Right? Like, it was just a different... Teachers don't pay attention. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was... When was I in middle school? And I think a lot, sometimes a lot of adults don't. Like, it's like, like why, why do... Like, years ago? Yeah, like, why do, like, eight-year-olds have Call of Duty? Um... I don't know. You sound like a Congress member now. I, I'm not saying it's a Congress member. I'm just saying like, it's labeled M for a reason. Like, maybe don't give your kid an intense video game like that. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I have medical advice. Connor I has, have video Con- game advice. <laughs> I was going to say Connor has parenting advice. I'm launching my congressional campaign. <laughs> I mean, I feel like anybody can become a Congress member. Uh if you, but you, I think you have. I if I'm know. loud and opinionated enough, <laughs> I, what? I, never mind. Just forget it. There's just a bunch of bad ones. It's true. So uh, many. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, just digging a hole here. It's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll pull you out of it. What a wonderful time we had talking about Osmosis Jones. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful life. Uh, Frank lives a wonderful life. He lives, he dies, he'll live again, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my god. He'll be reincarnated as a rat. Yeah. <laughs> like Matthew Modine and Fluke. Perfect. We got a lot done in this episode. We talked a lot about our... <laughs> we got a lot of important business done. <laughs> got it in the books. Yep. We figured some things out about ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some future stuff for our production company. <laughs> Tyler, uh, do, do you have... um? Anything for the letterbox verse? I just want to add one last thing is that I like the Titanic joke. That always works for me. That was funny. Beyond critical thought. Beyond comprehension. Enter a new dimension of movie reviews. These are the letterbox logs.
Dun dun dun. Somebody please sponsor us. Letterboxd. <laughs> Letterboxd, we're looking at you. Even though they have their own podcast. Why not have two? <laughs> <laughs> More. That's true. Yeah. So I have a collection of Letterboxd reviews. If you don't know Letterboxd, it's an app slash website where you can log all your films. I am extremely on there. I log mm-hmm. everything on there. He's prevalent. Uh, follow me at Tiami Vice on there. The first one is from Will. <laughs> Probably the best movie you'll ever watch in science class. There you go. Two and a half stars. Yeah. There's quite a few like that. Uh, this is from Milo Williams from this year. We need more movies where the inciting incident is a chimp egg swap. <laughs> what other movie could that be? I don't know. Um Maybe like a meet cute where like the the lead is like, give me that egg bag. He takes it and he's like mid slurping the egg and she looks at him. He's like, oh, it's not what it looks like. Uh. Like the film The Holiday. <laughs> yeah, like the film The Holiday. And then um, the Santa Ana winds are heavily featured. <laughs> it sends the egg flying from one mouth to the Dad! other. And then Eli Walk is just like, you know, I was a screenwriter. You got to do the old egg swap. Chimp egg swap. It's got to be a chimp in there. Jack Black is the chimp. Of course. <laughs> Runs into Dustin Hoffman at the at the video store. Perfect. Holiday. Got to watch that again. Hey, it's almost Christmas time. Got to oh, watch okay. that every year. Good Yay. movie. Mr. It is. Napkin face. Napkin face. Okay, this is from uh, A-Liss. I almost said Alice. Hmm. Sorry, A-Liss. This movie is absolutely disgusting, but the art style is so captivating. It is. Three and a half stars. Good. Yeah, that's, that's, a great that's review. exactly how I agree. Yeah. That's, that is how I agree. That's a sentence I'm making. <laughs> I agree. How is? <laughs> From Tegan. Look, I got two more. Just hold on. Yeah, yeah. From Tegan. Not the best movie to hook up to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's yeah, a fun like, conversation about your, your two cities having a little meeting, I guess. <laughs> somebody should do a podcast about that where. Uh, people are, yeah, like trying to find the best movie. What they just try the best re- movie to hook up to? Well, they review every movie and whether it's good to hook up to. That's fun. From Oriana, the last one. I'm jonesing for a little more osmosis. <laughs> Yay! Two and, ha- two and a half stars. <laughs> that's a killer. Uh, yeah. Well, you know that's our episode. <laughs> well. On uh, from Osmosis from the Book of Saw, it's funny if you say it five times. Yep. Uh, and uh, I don't know what else do we have to say. Is that it? I think that's it. Let's just let's just that's go it. home. Stay. Just, we, I mean, you're home. We're I am your home. home. I guess I'll just walk home now. And get out. <laughs> you jacked me out like uh, like you put some pollen in. Yeah. Your house and my house does a big sneeze. It's the monster house. Remember that movie. Monster House? Yeah. Yeah. Who was I talking to you? I was talking to somebody that they're like, oh, somebody really loved Monster <laughs> I was talking to somebody recently they're like, my mom loved Monster House. I'm like, this is a much specific conversation. That is. I don't think I ever said that, but I just saw an ad for Monster House the other day on Netflix. I was like, that's right. This movie exists. That was a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> stay tuned for next week. We're covering, uh, I, don't, I don't do the jar thing anymore. Oh, you know what? You don't. We used to do that recording remotely. Go get a trash can, Connor. That's right behind you. It's too far. <laughs> so I have to go get it. It's farther no! from me than you. No. I didn't say you have to get it. I'm just too lazy to do it. So we're going to do... Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> I don't know a theme song to sing. <laughs> it's not random at all, right? No. Now we're going to do a little collab with another podcast. 
Just gonna tease that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may have uh, relations to anime that Ooh. may be a subject of their podcast. So I thought that'd be fun instead of doing Batman like we do every November. Yeah. Because, I don't know, we can always come back to Dark Knight. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, next year we can do Batman and talk about the Batman at the end. Anyways, let me defend all of my life choices choices and decisions further. I'm like, I want to start singing Fighting Evil by the Sailor Moon theme so bad, even though it has no relevance. Just sing it. Just sing it. Fighting Evil by Moonlight. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank, thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork, Nick Viverka for our music. Uh, follow us wherever you follow us on everything. We mm-hmm. didn't do our own plugs, but you know, yeah, you know us. If, you, if you're here on the Osmosis Jones episode, hey, you're listening to like the 93rd episode of this show. You know, yeah, you a real one. Yeah, you a real one. And uh, just don't ever forget before we leave. Careful, this podcast is contagious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a virus. It infects you, it infects your friends. Don't forget to check your Zoom for all the deleted episodes now. Bye, everyone. Bye. All right, keep singing Sailor Moon. How's the. It's too late. Da, 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 da.